Welcome to the Mind Boss Project. We're leading the war against the societal programming for a fat, broken, unhappy population. And we want to make you the boss of your mind to free you from that very societal programming. I'm one of your co-hosts, Gabe Pluguez. What's up, guys? I'm your other co-host, Jack Bly. And today we have someone I'm super excited to talk to, uh, someone who has a mission of getting you to learn more in less time. Uh, he's currently working on his company's uh, Unleash the Knowledge and Gura. So welcome, Owen Samarone. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. We're super excited to have you here. Um, so first thing, I would love to kind of know more about your story. So kind of, can, can you take us through how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, born and raised in New Jersey, uh, still a young guy, same with you guys, you know, out here trying to make a name for ourselves. Um, yeah, pretty much my story has been a lot in the last six years. So 18, graduate uh, high school, get to college, went to University of Rhode Island for undergrad, um, got involved with the basketball team right when I stepped foot on campus, had to find my niche, had to find my place where I wanted to, you know, really spend my time. I was with a roommate from, from uh, you know, town over from home. He was thinking of transferring. All these negative thoughts were kind of entering my head on what the next steps were. And I was thinking, you know, we just got here. Where am I going to spend my time? What do, what do I love the most? And, you know, what's going to have at least the best return on investment with with where I spend my time doing so? Um, so always been a sports guy. I played sports growing up. Kind of had this vision to be an NBA GM. That was like a childhood dream. So that led me to go down to the Ryan Center, which is uh, where we play our, our home basketball games with, you know, URI. And I got involved with the team with Coach Hurley, who's another Jersey guy, and pretty much, you know, gave all my effort during um, those four years to the team. Had tons of success. Junior and senior year, we won. Well, junior year, we won the conference tournament. So we got a ring from that. And then we made it to the March Madness tournament, which was the first time in 20 years. And then senior year, we went back to the tournament. And, um, you know, junior year, we, we made it to second round, lost to Oregon. It was a kind of a tough game to swallow with, with the refs and so forth. But, you know, it is what it is. And then senior year, we actually beat Trey Young and the Oklahoma Sooners in the first game. And then went on to play Duke. And we all know how that usually ends playing those guys. So, um, yeah, you know, incredible experience undergrad. Being a part of the team, I wanted to level up, get to the next point, which is a graduate assistant role. And that's a, a role where you're pretty much lowest guy in the totem pole. You're going to school, going to grad school on scholarship. And then you also are working full-time for the team as well. So that got me to UConn, University of Connecticut, for the last two years because Coach Hurley actually got the job right when he left uh, or right when I graduated. It was just perfect timing. Um, you know, I, I had that vision to get that role anyway if we were going to stay at Rhode Island or regardless of any other school that would take me in. But just worked out that I built a great relationship with Coach and he got to UConn and I followed him over there too. So that was the last two years. That was up until March 2020. COVID hits. Um, I end up heading home on my own discretion. Um, you know, I had a great time in the six years of basketball, but it's a grind. It's uh, it's low pay. And, and, you know, I just had a lot of other interests that I want to pursue still young enough, a lot of energy to take on these entrepreneurial ventures. So that's pretty much what I decided to do. I ended up leaving. Um, while I was at UConn, I got my master's though in finance risk, which was great. Killed two birds with one stone. Had a fallback plan if things could, you know, go south today. I could always go into a finance career, but hoping things work out. And um, so, pretty much, 
long story short, started Unleash the Knowledge in September of 2019, grew it from zero to 50,000 followers. It's a, it's a digital community for lifelong learners and readers, pretty much just channeled my interest of personal development and, um, you know, just taking the aspect from basketball that you have to always be working on your craft, always be working on your game and, and be able to put that into your daily life as well, regardless of being an athlete or regardless of being, you know, anything in life. That's just like, wake up to, to when you go to bed, you want to be always working on, on getting 1% better. So I pretty much channeled all that knowledge into this page and these books and so forth. Um, and, you know, you know, that's turned into a business where I, I work with authors and publishers and promote their books. Um, it's turned into a podcast. I have one myself. I've had people like Jim Quick, number one brain coach and Terry Vertz spent 200 consecutive days in space among tons of other people. But, um, yeah, that brand has pretty much just exploded uh, as far as reach and engagement in the last year and a half. And now today, spending time with this new startup that we'll get into later on probably, but it's called Gura, and it's a live streaming platform um, geared towards these virtual live video uh, learning experiences for people like you and I, anyone to really come on who has a level of expertise, a level of influence that they can you know, sell to or, or convert their audience to some degree and educate them in this live platform, uh, this live setting. So you could get real-time value, um, you know, just from the comfort of your home. So that's, that's today's project. You know, the day is still consumed by Unleash the Knowledge. That's another one of my main focuses, of course. But uh, yeah, that brings us to, it's March, 2021. And uh, the year, this year's already going pretty quick, but um, yeah, it's pretty much a nutshell the last six or seven years. Dude, that is awesome. One thing that is just completely clear to me is that you're a winner. You have this winner's mentality. You know, you look at what you're doing with Unleashed Knowledge. We look at what you're doing with Guru and all these platforms talking to literally the biggest authors in the world. And then coming from a basketball program with a championship history, you definitely have that winner's mindset. Um, and I know you talked about getting 1% better every day. So what were some of the other lessons that you learned from that championship career in basketball that you're still applying right now to your entrepreneurial ventures? Yeah, it's a great question. And really just to start off, you know, who I was in high school is not who I am today. So it, it is just a matter of how you can make a 180 in your life at any given moment. Um, you know, actually completely off the cuff, I didn't play competitive basketball in high school. I was actually super discouraged freshman year, 5'4", 110 pounds, ended up playing lacrosse. That was my sport in high school. Always loved basketball. You know, tons of childhood pictures of me going to the NBA store and wearing the whole getup of, of home, you know, jersey and shorts matching and so forth. You know, birthday parties at basketball events and so forth and all that, but never actually played competitively for my high school team, you know, being insecure and having, having you know, maybe not being as athletic or being pretty short you know, heading into high school and then look where, like what I've done. I have two rings in division one basketball. I made it to UConn, which is a top story program. So just off of that, I want to make it known that, you know, who you were yesterday is not who you have to be today. Today, um, That's like my main mantra. So that wasn't really your question, but that's really one thing I want to know too, that, you know, you could always be making these changes on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be a yearly or decade, whatever. It could literally be on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but, you know, just the, just the daily habits that was, that were instilled in me with, from coach Hurley in terms of, you know, rising early, meditating, reading, working on this personal development, whole, like, you know, world of, of your daily, your daily habits. Um, that, that is, you know, 
whether you're working a nine to five, building an entrepreneurial venture, a sports coach, those are just, that's kind of like a set of principles that can be carried in, in any way, any shape or form. Um, so that's definitely carrying me, of course. And then, you know, just like lessons of, of, and we might get into this too, in terms of networking and so forth, but I've always loved meeting new people, building relationships. That's kind of one of my superhero powers, I think, other than having any real technical skills, but just like going out of your way, meeting somebody, saying hello, asking what they're all about, rather than explaining what you're all about goes so far. And, and, you know, a lot of people stuck their neck out for me early in my career with basketball and so forth. And I always made it known to, you know, never do a bad job by them if they're putting their name out for me. And, and I've done the same for others now, which is interesting to kind of see the flip of the table. Um, and there's some people that, you know, might not do a great job and you put your name out for them. So it's kind of understanding that whole uh, ecosystem of like relationship building and, and, and helping others out. But um, yeah, you know, I don't know, I guess best way to encapsulate that one question is, is to be able to, um, you know, never, never have an ego, never think you're above someone else. I was the bottom of the totem pole for six years. And, and, you know, I was fine with being that person because, you know, the heights were championship level work. So, you know, I just want to be a part of the team. I just want to see what the operation was like. But unfortunately, I think a lot of kids our age either have a false perceived value of success with social media, or they just, you know, have this, they have a, an instant gratification issue where they don't want to put in the work and they don't want to play that long-term game. But um, to, to just, you know, put the ego aside, join something because you want to be a part of the thing as a whole, and, and then, uh, you know, work on on a daily basis. Those are a lot of pieces that still continue to use to this day. Man, there's so much to really unpack there. You just revealed a lot of lessons that everyone listening out here can really, you know, take advantage of. Um, so one thing that stuck out to me is you mentioned how there was kind of this journey of reinventing yourself. And I'm curious because you mentioned how maybe in high school you didn't play basketball, even though that was something that you were really, really passionate about, but you're just you're on the smaller side of things and you never really got into it. So I'm curious, was that kind of a limiting belief for you going into college? And if so, how did you deal with that and overcome that? Mm, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a physical belief for sure in terms of basketball because I saw my height. But um, yeah, I mean, tons of limited beliefs throughout high school. And, and, and then um, honestly, when I got to college, I had this like flip of a switch moment. And I know that's super unique. I know most people might not have that exact thing. It happened to me like literally in the first like few weeks of being there. Um, and that was really just like, that was a moment of seeing where I came from, being from a family that's got humble beginnings, you know, not super, super financially supported and then doing poorly in high school too and academically and then getting to college and thinking, man, if I screw up here, you know, I'm gonna have to go the rest of my life trying to rebuild myself or, or trying to provide for my family and so forth. So that was, a, that was kind of a mentality for me um, when I did that, but when I made that switch, but um, yeah, you know, limited beliefs, I don't think ever exit you, honestly, like as much as people might say they have a tough inner matrix or they can, you know, they got the best mental game and so forth. Like even the best athletes, they still on a second to second basis might doubt themselves, but 
it's the preparation and all the work that you put in that just silences that on a given moment. Like, I don't, I think it's human to have a thought come across your head that might, you know, say something other than you're the best, you got this, you could succeed. Um, but, but it's obviously the work that you do on a daily basis that doesn't let that voice have a, or let, yeah, let that voice have a high volume in your head. Um, but, you know, I guess to your question, heading into college, I, you know, I was looking for a fresh start to some degree. Um, and, and it's just a new playing field, like new place to kind of explore. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I could pinpoint having an exact limited belief. I definitely probably did. You know, I, I was uh, like, here, I'll, I'll share this one example. Like I was crap in the academic classroom in high school, graduated two eight. You know, I don't know what your guys scale is on that, but that's, I was going to school with kids that were graduating with like four fours, four fives above the whole echelon of, of where I thought the mass max was and they're hitting 5.0s. So two, eight was like frowned upon. So I get to URI and I'm, I'm nervous in the classroom, just kicking it off. And I was a business student coming in. So I was in these math classes where I'm not a math student whatsoever. And that's another funny story because I have a master's in finance risk. So it's just so weird how you can literally flip the script on that. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely have limited beliefs in my, in my capabilities in the classroom. I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that with, uh, with heading into college, but had to work, work to kind of silence those and, and, you know, still do it to this day. Yeah, that's fantastic. One of the great things I love about how you answer that question is you're answering that you answered that question. You're answering all of these questions with these big ideas. So, you know, it's no surprise that you have these big ideas, these hard hitting lessons as answers to these hard questions given what you do, given what your interests are, given what your pursuits are. And, you know, we're seeing this big stack of books behind you. We got Unleash the Knowledge. We're seeing you reviewing all the books, talking to all these authors. So I have to ask, what are some of your favorite books that you've come across on a personal level? And what are some of those personal big ideas that you really hold dear, that you really value? Yeah. So I guess we'll start with your first question, but um, so book recommendations, you know, um, and, and again, actually, to, before I kick that off, you know, I'm sure you're seeing this theme of flipping the script, turning the table around. I try to push people to read today. I never read in high school. I wasn't even barely in the classroom in high school. And now I'm doing what I'm doing today. So just even more of a testament that you can literally flip things around if you if you want to, you know, obviously, it comes with a change internally. And that's the hardest part. You can't make anyone else change you have, to, they have to ultimately, you know, you can you can lead them to the river and so forth, but you can't make them drink, they have to ultimately make, you know, them themselves change uh, on their own. But, um, you know, I've, I've found that I'm kind of a generalist, I have a lot of, you know, I guess, 60 70% of skills in different areas or, or excellence in different skills not so much like i'm only good at this like i'm or at least at the current moment i'm not the lebron james of an industry just yet you know I'm, I'm i might be you know a sixth man on a couple different skills that being said one of my favorite books is the monk who sold his ferrari by robin sharma and that book is pretty much like a like a 10 principle kind of life structure so it's for the generalists like myself so it's pretty much these high performance habits, you know, rise with the sun, meditate, um, you know, journal and, and have this long-term thinking. Don't, don't look for those quick wins. Um, you know, you, you should be living, living like you're going to live forever, but kind of acting as if you, you're, 
you know, you won't, so you can enjoy every single day, but still be covering your, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's so that if, if you live to 80, you'll be in, in a good, good shape. But, um, yeah, Robin Sharma, like period is one of my favorite authors. If you guys haven't checked him out, I'd encourage you to do so. He's, um, he's a leadership expert, high performance guy, writes fiction, but his books are stories and there's uh, nonfiction practical tips embedded into it so super easy to read if you're not a reader because it reads like a, a screenplay but then you get all this real knowledge that you're like oh crap tomorrow i'm going to do that um he's got another book called the 5 a.m club which i'm you guys have maybe been introduced to that one it's a little bit more popular um another book i love is the third door by alex benayan i had alex on the podcast as well that book just validated what i was already doing before i read it which makes it so amazing and what it pretty much is is just you can literally reach anybody today. This whole six degrees separation kind of philosophy is, is completely washed out with social media. I, I mean, I'm a living testament of this too. I had Jim Quick on the podcast. I'm out of New Jersey, you know, off my phone. And I had this guy on a video, video call, just like we're doing right now. So, you know, you can literally reach anybody, DM, email, so forth. Um, as long as you're looking to provide free value, look having questions not looking to take whatsoever you know give 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 and then take maybe towards the end after you've given enough and maybe they have something of, of value that they got add to your life um so the third door by alex benign another great book limitless by jim quick i guess i'll plug him some more but uh that book is great all about limited beliefs too jacked so to your point you know crushing those um again jim quick is someone i look you know, that idolized to some degree in terms of he was the kid labeled as the kid with the broken brain. And now he uh, teaches people how to literally strengthen your brain. Like who, like, you know, wow. you're thinking you're going to learn from someone with a PhD in neuroscience, but today you're learning from people that are actually doing the work. That's another reason why I read all these books. Cause I've done the higher ed process. I have a master's, but I'd rather learn from people actually doing the work. That's why I love learning from coach Hurley. Cause he was, he's been in the trenches. He started in high school high school coaching made it to low level division one and now is at UConn you know literally on a track this March to uh make some serious damage so um you know those are the types of people I want to learn from not not the so much the research professor even though there's, there's value in that I'm not, I'm not a cancel college guy but I do yeah. think that there's a lot of value in these books that kids should pursue um I'll give you one last book rec um uh, Richard Branson is my favorite entrepreneur. You, so I'll throw that out there uh, mainly because he just does what he wants and he does it his way. And I think that's incredible. Um, I think that's what you should do. I don't think you should be a, a product of society. I think you should make a new path in society. And that's what he's pretty much done. But he, I'm rereading his autobiography right now. It's right over here, but uh, losing my virginity is the title. So there's some books for you guys. Uh, what was your second question? Might have to repeat it. It was just some of the, what are the, the, your favorite big ideas from those books, which you kind of already touched on um, with that, which I think was absolutely fantastic. So you knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. so you're listing all these books, which I'm going to definitely go back and re-listen to this so I can write these down for myself. But I see this big bookcase in the back of uh, your camera right there. And obviously I see all of your social media, there's books everywhere, so many books so I'm curious, how many books have you read in your lifetime? Yeah. So, I mean, the books you see, and there's a whole other room with books. Um, it's gotten to a point where people send me them for free. So I'm definitely awesome. not going to be able to read all these books. 
um, people do ask me, have you read every book behind you? And I'm like, <laughs> listen, man, like 30, 40% of these are, are just given to me. So no, I haven't read them all. Um, and again, honestly, the number, like, I don't have a total number for you, but I've probably been, you know, last year I read 60 books this year. I'm shooting to read 60 books the year prior to that. I probably read only like 40 or 45 or so. Cause I was in the middle of the basketball season as well, which is 24, seven, 365. And I was going to grad school. So that was a whole, you know, deal to, to balance a ton of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, a couple hundred, I'd say, you know, ballpark answer definitely don't, um, don't have a specific number, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk now in the world that you don't have to finish a book cover to cover, which I agree with. Um, but then again, I kind of have this inner voice with myself that always thinks the big idea that's going to change my life is on like the last page. So I have to keep reading it. And sometimes I'm disappointed because it's not there. And then sometimes, you know, there is value in the back of the book too, but you know, just, just like as a side note, sidebar thing to put in there is you don't have to read a book cover to cover look at the table of contents, see what's yeah. related to you in the given day. And then maybe crush that chapter or a couple of chapters and hopefully you'll get value and you could then, you know, implement it. Cause that's the main, that's the main idea. Reading is it's, you don't just read to read, you read cause you want to implement what you've learned to make your life better. That's awesome. I think that's something that's so valuable for people, um, especially for young people who might be turned off to the idea of reading a book um, is that the goal of reading isn't just to open the book, read page one and get to the last page. It's just to implement the lessons that are in that book. That's something that one of our mentors and coaches in business even recommends that we do. He's like, hey, grab this book, check out section three. I think it would be great for you guys. Um, so one thing that I wanted to hear from you is other than understanding you can just go to the table of contents, pick out what would be valuable and applicable to your own life. What are some other things that people can do to make sure they actually get value out of what they're reading? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think you should go in with some intention. So that's, you know, whether you're just, you know, have consciousness and you know what's going on in your daily life and what you're looking to, to gain, or you legitimately pick up a book. Like I have a book right here, Dot Com Secrets by Russell yep. Brunson. So if I'm reading this book, I'm obviously looking to build an online business, an online landing page, something like that. So that's me going into the book, not thinking about high performance habits or, or, or yeah. my basketball career and so forth. I'm going into this book because I want to learn this specific information that I can only probably get in, in these few books or so forth. He's obviously doing very well in that space. So someone to, someone to learn from. Um, so, you know, having intention, that, I think that's a, that's a big piece. Um, and then, you know, it, it's, it's not a, uh, I think the biggest issue probably, and, and I'm, you know, I go through this too, like kids our age, they just want the answer quick. They want everything figured out on a split, like, you know, at a snap of a finger. Um, you know, sometimes you might read something and it might not pop out of you and then you kind of re revisit it and then maybe it pops out down the road or so forth. Or, you know, you read something and then a week later you're like, oh shoot, like I, I remember that. And now like you connect the dots and so forth. So um, you know, maybe going in with some mentality that what you're about to absorb is going to be helpful. It might not be helpful at this current second. Um, but by me not reading this, you know, having the mentality that like, if I were to not do this, I'm not going to be any better. So I might as well sit down, have this intention and read this, even if it might not be applicable in the next week or so, or the next month, but who knows down the road, like, like quick example is, uh, 
I read this book for a promotion. It was on how to deal with sudden grief. So losing a family member, you know, out of the blue. I've only lost my grandfather. He was obviously old age. When he passed, it was sudden, but I was younger. So I, I didn't even know really how to, you know, figure out the situation. But since reading the book, I haven't had that, you know, knock on wood, hoping that I don't have to deal with that ever. But say that happens when I'm 40, you know, 50 years old. I'm, you know, I'm young, mid twenties right now. Um, you know, that those lessons will pop back up into my head. Or I could be like, oh, wow, let me go back to that book by like, you know, to go see what I learned, see what my notes are and the margins and so forth. So that's a great example right there that, uh, you know, I read a book, you know, because I was helping somebody, I wanted to promote it. I want to bring more light to it. It wasn't applicable to my life at that given moment, but it might be, or, um, or I might have a friend that goes through it and I could help them too. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like when you're reading these books, you're always stacking up all this knowledge in different areas and you might not even be using it right now, but like you said, down the line, it can still be useful. You know, knowledge is so powerful and I think that's just quite incredible, but I would like to get your take on kind of how do you go about maybe remembering the information or taking action on it? Do you, like, I, like you mentioned, you take some notes in the margin or what exactly do you do for that? Yeah. So, uh, I'm not a highlighter guy. I used to be, I graduated from the highlighter to a pen. So I'm a big, you know, bracket guy. I'll bracket off a sentence. I'll put an arrow into the indent of a paragraph. If I think the whole paragraph is useful. Um, and then I'll write all in the margins as well. I'll write like my, what that means to me at the current moment. So if I were to look back at it in a couple of years, I'd be like, Oh, wow, that's where my head was. You know, this is how far I've gone. So that's, in the act of reading, that's what I do. Always have a black or blue ballpoint pen with the book. Um, and, and, you know, I struggle with this too. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means in, in this, but afterwards I take all those notes and I put them into either like a notion document, a word doc, or an actual journal, handwritten journal. So that's pretty much, you know, taking the book, putting it through like my funnel and, and only capturing the ideas that are applicable to me at that moment. Um, and then it's just, it's that daily or, or weekly action of revisiting those notes on how to, on how to increase retention. Um, I got a couple of buddies actually that are in the book space, kind of in the same spaces, at least the knowledge that are, they had an app to help with retention. It's, it's kind of in development again, but that might be coming out soon. Um, so, you know, there's, there's ways to do it. There's, you know, maybe put it into your reminder app, like review these notes, and put it on like a weekly basis and then go ahead into your notebook and do so. But I guess the best advice I'd give you is just that structure of having a pen or a highlighter. And then after you finish the book or a week later or something, take all those notes, you know, put it into another document that you could then review on a daily basis. And then it's just really, you know, if you really want to go crazy, which people should, like, it's just a matter of breaking it down even more and even more. And then it's just, then what are the 10 big ideas? And then it's like, what are the big five ideas? and so forth. And then before you know it, you know, you're quoting books and, and I find myself quoting books and then quoting people and so forth. And I'm like, when the heck did this start happening? And it's just a matter of cons consumption and, and then being able to, I mean, at least put into action verbally, but you, you obviously want to put into action, you know, physically and on a daily basis. But um, yeah, yeah, just by reviewing that, you'll obviously push yourself to, to a higher chance of succeeding in terms of implementing it into your actual daily life. I love that. And 
you know, you're talking about doing things that give you a higher chance of succeeding and actually implementing these lessons into your daily life. You're talking about these very simple tactics that if you can adhere to can be major lessons that actually, you know, facilitate change in your life. And I think you would probably agree with this, that another great way to capture a lesson that will change your life is by hearing it directly from the expert. So that kind of leads us into what you're working on right now, which is Gura. So why don't you jump into your main mission with Gura and what exactly Gura is going to accomplish, not only for authors and for educators, but also for listeners. 100%. So Gura is going to pretty much power the creator, which, you know, so the best way to explain it is these platforms like Core. Coursera, Udemy, and Masterclass. Great platforms. Online education is blowing up. Um, you know, in, in five years' time, maybe less, or you know, five years probably a minimum and so forth. I feel like it's just gonna be a big, you know, college is gonna be all um the Ivy Leagues, and then everyone else is pretty much gonna learn off the internet, whether that's um Coursera learning from actual universities or Gura, which is creators and so forth. So so what we're trying to do is pretty much empower the creator because they have knowledge and they have, they've done, you know, myself included with only some knowledge, you know, I'm not a PhD applicant. I don't have a ton of years of research, but I feel like I still have something to share. I, I've been a part of this championship program. I've, I've read a ton of books. I've, you know, built a sustainable business for a year plus time now. Um, you know, I, I have some value there that I could provide. So it's pretty much giving a platform for people around the world um, to, you know, monetize their audiences by charging them some quick 10 buck, 20 buck virtual ticket, have them come into this uh, live session where they can learn from the person in real time. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're less academic than these current um, platforms. We are also, um, you know, not doing pre-recorded. So everything's pre-recorded today, which is great. You get the knowledge, you learn when you want to, you know, in your pajamas in bed or at 1am, whatever you want to do. However, us talking right now is so valuable because I could ask you guys a question in real time. You could ask me a question in real time, and then you get the answer in a split second. So imagine having that with Jim Quick or Gary V or, you know, whoever your favorite fitness enthusiast is like, that's a priceless experience for the fraction of the call too even if it was a hundred bucks like i'll engage or at least you know dabble with thinking of that of, of taking that jump to um you know have a chance to ask a question in real time so it's going to be pretty much just this database website kind of like a youtube template to some degree where it's just all these sessions are are going to go live one day you can go in you can see you know i don't know one of these sessions might be like how to market with no budget how to pretty much level leverage social media something like i've done and, you know, build a brand online and so forth, or even, you know, even a physical store, just how to market and get the word out without any, without spending any cash. You could learn that for 10, 20 bucks, get the knowledge in 45 minutes, do it around other people that want to learn as well. So you already kind of have built a community with other people and then learn from that expert in real time. Um, so yeah, April 1st, we're launching, we have a ton of beta testers. Uh, hopefully you guys are going to hop on early. Um, but tons of people just doing the work is, is, is the biggest piece. Cause like I said before, um, you know, 
there, there's some professors that are doing the work and teaching, and then there's others that are just researching the topic. And, and, you know, it's, it's all good and well to learn the conceptual value of something, but I'm all about how does this apply to real life? How can this, how can I then take this, you know, concept and, and leverage it or, uh, you know, you know, benefit my life down the road. And that's why I read all these books. Cause I'm reading from, you know, people like Richard Branson, who has built 400 companies, billion dollar man was told he was dyslexic and, and uh, going to be a millionaire or in jail out of high school, completely just shut down. And now he's built this life that he's built. Uh, I rather learn from that person than someone maybe with a PhD who's just done a lot of study. Um, so yeah, so guru is going to be for the creator. It's going to be um, super uh, e- accessible and, and cheap education. Um, and anyone can use it really. If you have a hundred followers and, and you know, 10 of them, really love what you're doing and we'll buy a $10 ticket. You have, you have people to, to teach to. So that's, that's Gura. That's incredible. And just from kind of the creator or the consumer aspect of things, there's something that I really love, which is like you mentioned, you get direct access to whatever expert that you want. That's on Gura. You can go straight to them in live time. You can ask some questions. You can interact with them. You can actually see them live time, real, like, that's incredible. I don't really think you can get that anywhere else unless you're lucky. Um, you just happen to come across them. Um, so that's something that's really incredible to me and stands out to me. Um, but I'm curious, what is what was really your motivation to, you know, start this big idea, this giant uh, company that you have grown right now? Yeah, so I'm not going to take most of the credit. Most of it goes to my co-founder. He thought of the idea of Mark. He's a um, great guy. He's been building this for a bit. I kind of hopped in and I've leveraged the growth aspect because I have this network of folks that are going to be able to use it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on this lifelong journey to revolutionize education. So that's pretty much how I got to Gura. Um, you know, again, being a little repetitive, but did the higher ed process. So I, I've seen what education has been and now i see where it's going in the online education space is growing tremendously you know nine percent rate year over year it's going to be like a 385 billion dollar market by 2025 so it's, it's getting massive um like coursera is actually just going public this week i think that i just saw so um it, it's just been you know riding that trend or just seeing where the world's moving and then wanting to be a part of it, you know, having a little sliver in it. And even with Unleashed Knowledge, I'm already doing it. And even with you guys, you know, you guys doing any sort of virtual fitness education, that's online education. You know, that's that's it in itself. It doesn't have to be something super fancy or, or really, you know, structured in some way. It's just simply teaching somebody anything over the virtual platforms, even if it's a phone call. Um, so, yeah, first and foremost, trying to fulfill this audacious goal of revolutionizing education and, and having a little piece in the equation. Um, but, but really the, the deeper meaning is to, um, is to just get education to, or some sort of learning experience into people's hands that is super, you know, way more affordable and accessible with the Wi-Fi connection. Um, one last piece I'll include about Gura that I left out is, um, you can allocate a percentage of your earnings as a host to a, co- a good cause. So we're leading with, you know, these learning experiences, we're doing it on the virtual platforms and we're trying to ultimately change the world in, you know, outside of the education space, you know, in the whole world, you know, in general. So if you're, uh, you know, 
hypothetically, say you lost somebody to cancer and you want to give a percentage of your earnings to cancer research, you could do that through Gura, which, you know, not even co-founder aside, me as a user, if I was, if I was an attendee, like that's incredible. That's just a powerful yeah. message that that business is uh, building. So for that reason, I think it's going to be hopefully popular and people are actually going to have, people are going to make a difference in, in doing, in using it. That's amazing. And one of the things that I'm getting from all of these advantages and benefits of Gura is that they all lead to having a major impact, a significant impact. You're able to receive a significant impact on your life from the expert and the expert has this prime opportunity to directly impact their audience. And you can even, again, donate to a cause that you support to impact the world in another way. Um, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest lessons that we've learned as fitness educators that lead into fitness coaches is that so many people have false limiting beliefs. They don't believe they themselves can accomplish certain things. And one of our primary goals is to crush those false limiting beliefs. And one of the biggest disconnects with the mainstream online education with kind of pre-recorded styles of, of learning is that it's hard to have that impact on somebody when, you know, it's, they're less invested because it was recorded. It could have been recorded a year ago, but when you realize that the expert is invested in you as a listener, when you realize that the expert is taking time out of their day to answer your questions and leave an impact on you as an audience member, it's so much easier to receive that impact, crush that false belief and create this opportunity of success for the listener in a way that is just not possible with pre-recorded information. So I think that's one of the most underrated, um, you know, advantages of a platform like Gura. Again, not only for the, the educator, but also for the listeners being able to receive that major impact. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, you know, I like, I like the idea of live because you get the person as they are their raw personality, you know, it's yeah. not the glitz and glams, whether that's, you know, they're off a script or something like that. Cause obviously a lot of these bigger influencers are building some serious productions, video production, like studios and so forth. And it's a whole calculated process. But, um, you know, when you talk to someone live, it's like, this is what you get, you know, this is who this person is and you get their personality to come right through the screen. So yeah, I do love that aspect too. I think that's going to be, um, Super, super powerful. And then I think that's also going to deepen the relationship because that's one of our other pillars that we're trying to build. We're trying to deepen the relationship between the creator and the fan, the creator and the audience, you know, the host and the student, whatever you want to call it. Um, and by doing that through showing who you are, you know, with, with no, no filter and no, nothing else, you know, hopefully that will be able to facilitate that far easier and far more effectively. That is truly powerful. Um, something that I'd like to circle back to is kind of this mission that you mentioned of revolutionizing, you know, education. So I'm curious on your take on the current traditional education system. Do you think it's going to become obsolete for many people in the future as far as maybe college and university goes? Yeah, so I think I shed a little bit light on this before, but it, I think it's going to be, um, and this is not my own thoughts, like this, I, I learned this from a guy named Scott Galloway, who's a marketing professor at NYU, he's written a bunch of books. He pretty much said last year that, you know, college is pretty much going to be the Ivy Leagues and some of the other best of best schools. And 
you know, obviously go to school if you're getting a technical degree degree, or if you're going to medical school, you know, something that you really need, you know, serious formal education for. But for the rest of us, people that are either going to be in, I don't know, sales, marketing, business development, you know, finance, honestly, everything else can pretty much be learned from someone else as a mentor through an online session, online course, something like that. So um, yeah, I think, you know, Udemy and Coursera are, are definitely pushing this needle. They're leading it. Uh, they're leading the charge 100%. You know, you can go into Coursera today and, and take, you could even take like a technical course, like, I don't know, computer science 101 from like Harvard for like 30 bucks or something like that. Like it's incredible. Um, and then you could get like a whole degree too, which is even more mind boggling. But yeah, I think, you know, um, I think the uh, one of the best benefits of this change is families are hopefully going to save a lot more money because a lot of kids go to school um, for the social aspect for all the wrong reasons, you know, have fun, you know, have that social life, but that's not the reason why you're at school. You know, you're, you're, you're dropping a hundred K of loan money, you know, from the banks and so forth to go learn something and hopefully put yourself, you know, in the next, put yourself in the next level or the next step in your career or whatever that may be. Um, that's another reason why I got involved in basketball. Cause I saw it as a vehicle that could just take me to a height that I would never be able to get to if, you know, if it wasn't for that. So, um, yeah, hopefully just this trend of online education keeps growing and, um, you know, whether it's colleges online or, or people like that are going to use Gura, people that are just experts or walking testaments of whatever they're preaching, teaching others the same knowledge. Uh, I think it's going to benefit all of us, um, you know, whether it's ec- economic terms and to- in terms of the investment um, with money or your time um, and, and really everything else that comes with, you know, going to college and hopefully just less mistakes are happening or, or people are finding their passions quicker, or maybe they're able to dabble with different disciplines far faster. You know, they're not just taking one major, they're, you know, taking a copywriting class and then they're taking a fitness class or, you know, whatever they're, just learning a bunch of different things and they're more well-rounded. So then they can make that step, make that decision to go funnel in on one thing that makes them who they are. I love that. And that kind of brings up, you know, just one of my personal, um, I'll say frustrations with like the current education system. And I think this is probably reiterated among so many people who are currently in college. And that's why am I taking these classes when they have nothing to do with my major? And why am I taking a loan out to pay for these classes when they have nothing to do with my major. And that's so frustrating when you see that as a college student who is taking your education seriously. And like you said, this alternative form of education is providing a vehicle for people to actually utilize education in an effective way and in a way that doesn't waste their resources. So they're getting more opportunities. They're getting more knowledge that's going to set them up for success in what they actually want to achieve without putting them so far under in debt. And I think that is truly powerful. Um, one of the other subjects that I wanted to make sure we talked about um, today, because I really regard you as one of the experts. I think you mentioned this, you considered this one of your main superpowers a little bit earlier in this discussion um, was just the power of networking. Um, networking is you know, probably the most underrated skill that I think any entrepreneur can have that, you know, goes unconsidered a lot of the times. So what do you think about the power of networking? What is the power of networking? And how do you go about developing that networking skill? Yeah, great question. Um, 
Yeah. Networking is king for sure. And, and I'm, you know, we met through Twitter, which is a new platform I'm tapping into. I've been spending time on Instagram. Uh, you know, and then there's obviously LinkedIn, the professional networking, social media, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'm seeing so many dividends paid through Twitter already, which is incredible, but yeah, you know, uh, networking to begin with is, you know, that word might have a negative connotation. People might not like, they might think of just, you know, I don't know, throwing your business card and kind of trying to try to, you're always looking for something in return, but I, I don't think it's that whatsoever. I mean, that's actually probably what it, it's painted as, but how you should treat it is the complete opposite. You should not ever be looking for anything in return when you're meeting somebody new or building a new relationship. Um, you know, by, by having that approach, I'm sure things will come back full circle and you'll be able to get some benefit on the, on the back end. But to initiate that conversation, it should always be to provide free value, ask questions, um, you know, try to learn from that person. Ideally, the person you're reaching out to is probably a couple steps ahead of you. So they have knowledge that you don't and they can, you know, impart some wisdom from when they were your age and so forth. But um, yeah, you know, that's always been something I, I, I've loved, um, you know, with the poor academic record and maybe not even being the best athlete in high school. I always loved making friends. You know, that was kind of where I was always excelling at. I always had close buddies, or I, I always was cool with like everyone a little bit, even if I didn't hang out with you on a daily basis, like you knew of me and I was at least hopefully genuine to you, or at least that's what I, what I hope and that people would say. Um, but that goes a long way, you know, just, just extending, you know, something of free value or, or, or just, you know, reaching out on a daily basis or, or, I mean, you know, whatever monthly basis is always good to do. Um, but you know, for me, like, uh, you know, the way I look at it is it, it's like, it's like, uh, the underneath of a, of a tree, like all the roots. So if I meet, you know, one of you guys, I'm going to get introduced to the next to, you know, I meet Gabe, I meet Jack right after. And then whoever Jack knows, like I can meet. And then whoever Gabe also knows, like, we're just keep we're getting this, this root structure to keep growing and growing and growing. Um, and then even back with my side, like if you guys want to meet somebody, I know somebody and then they know somebody and so forth. So that's, that's kind of my mentality. And, and when I think of networking and so forth that, um, you know, you, uh, you meet somebody, they have somebody else that they could probably introduce you to, or maybe, you know, two worlds kind of collide. That's always fun when those happen, when that happens, when, um, you know, polar opposite people or people on two other sides of the spectrum in your life have somehow have mutual connection, but, um, yeah, I mean, like I, I've seen it through and through with the Yukon family and even URI um, and then even just social media and, and building, putting your name out there, building something, building a brand and so forth. Like people want to help you out. So, um, but I guess the biggest pillar with networking as a whole is to you never look to uh, take, you know, you're, you're not, um, you, you just can't, it's not going to work out. No one's going to want to give you anything and, and no one's going to want to be around you. So uh, just be a sponge. That's one of my pillars too, from basketball. I was an absolute sponge. I just wanted to learn as much as I could. Um, every time I went to coach Hurley's office, he had books on the table. I take pictures of those books and I'd go buy them and read those myself. He'd ask me to print out a blog post or an article. I print out two copies. I'd give him one and I'd take the other and I'd read the same exact, you know, information that he was consuming. He would talk about podcasts. I'd go, you know, download those podcasts and go listen to the same one. So I was just a sponge. And then, you know, obviously Hall of Famers and, and top athletes were coming through Kemba Walker, Ray Allen, like all these, you know, massive names in the basketball world were coming through the hallways of UConn and just being polite and, and meeting them is, is 
you know, there's joy in that, regardless of wanting anything from them. First, I mean, again, like you shouldn't ever have that mentality that you want to get something from somebody else. But just having the joy of meeting new people is 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 incredible. And it's going to, you know, as you age, it's going to grow exponentially. And if you do right by people, all the returns are going to come back, you know, a hundredfold or a hundred X, you know, for, from whatever you started as and how you began that relationship. Um, but yeah, I guess to cap it off, it really just comes back to the point that like social media has allowed us to reach anybody email email has been around. So email is not dying. It's King even today, as it was 10, 20 years ago, um, social media DMS and so forth is it's just insane. Uh, the people that you can reach and, um, but, you know, first and foremost, have intention when you're reaching out to somebody. Obviously, tons of people think it's okay to just say, hey, or how's it going? And and you're either not going to get a response or you might get a response, but you're already going to have, you, you're already going to have rubbed the person the wrong way and so forth, you know, if they even grant you a response, which, you know, hopefully they will because they're genuine, but they're not going to be as invested in the relationship because that's how you opened it up. So, um yeah, you just want to, you want to, you want to be genuine. You want to be real. You want to be not act like a robot. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's the bread and butter. Like you're just continuing to meet new people. One person introduce you to someone else. You might have a problem. Someone else might have solved it one day. You, you go to them, they give you some advice. Um, and then before you know it, you're working together on the same project. And then it's like, what the heck happened? Like, where did time go? And it's like, it's, it's something that's always going to amaze you. Even in my short life, it's already amazed me the people that I've, I've met and where they, where they are now. And, and, and I guess the last piece I'll leave with is you should always be wishing success on people because when you meet somebody, like I met, here's a quick example. I met a kid at a basketball camp, C and hall basketball camp, you know, just another camp in the, in, in the world, tons of basketball camps being run every summer. The kid is now, or not the kid, the man is a, uh, is the assistant GM for the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks. So pretty much fulfilling the dream that I had in high school to be an NBA GM. He's one step away. And we met at a lousy, you know, college basketball camp. Um, and I, you know, I'm not saying like, he's gonna, he'll do anything for me, but now it's like, I know him. He knows all these people. I know all these people in this other world. Like we can come together one day or regardless, it's just great to see someone else succeeding. And then, you know, that I, I've, I, he's a phone call away or other people are a text away and you could reach out to them for advice. Maybe they're reaching out to you. And we've had a relationship where it was a ping pong effect back and forth. Um, so it's all good and well. And, and, and that's in that regard, but um, yeah, you, you definitely want to be uh, always building relationships. Yeah networking is truly king you really broke it down all right there there's a few key takeaways i want to make sure everyone listening really got from that so number one like i just said networking is king when you meet someone new they have a whole network of their own there's this compounding and web effect like you got into when you connect with just one person they know two three four five other people they can introduce you to one other person then they have their own web their own connections so it's constantly compounding and then how to go about it is give, don't take. So always be looking to just be a genuine, helpful person and be genuine, be helpful and breathe positive energy into people because number three, it's always going to come back to you. Incredible lessons right here. Um, so obviously um, you have a lot of things going on right now with Unleash the Knowledge, with Gura, with managing social medias, with uh, reading, 
how do you handle all of these things in your life? Yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, I definitely don't, uh, I'll say that flat out. Like, I don't think anyone really has to figure it out, but, uh, you know, along with networking, I also prided myself with time management in college. That's how I was able to do all I did traveling the nation, going to all these games, still doing well in the classroom and, you know, having a social life, having a couple other things that I was doing as well. Um, so it really comes down to just planning, executing and, and, and accounting for every minute. Um, and just working efficiently, like don't waste time. Uh, and I, I mean, that's like, you know, pretty broad advice, but that's the truth. Like there's really no other, there's no secret formula. It's, it's a matter of being like, all right, this is what needs to get done. This is how many hours I have. You know, I'm not going to go on TikTok for three hours and go waste that time. Like I got to go get this stuff done. Um, so, you know, well, I guess one step where I'm going to le- push myself further to success is I need to start automating a lot of this social media posting. Um, so do the work one day, load it all up. The content's great. It's just the actual action of posting on each platform on a daily basis is super time consuming. And, you know, that actual action is, there's no return. I mean, you, you can, you can get that same return by automating it all. It's just a matter of find a way to push it out and in the most streamlined process. So that's a step I'm taking moving forward. Um, to do that for all plat- all accounts, all platforms, which will make life way easier and also allow me to open up that time to actually build upon things and take things to the next level. Um, but yeah, with, you know, my, my downfall might be that I, I bite off more than I can chew. That's definitely uh, something I like to do a lot. And, um, and maybe it's my young age because I'm still trying to figure it out too. You know, I, I talked about being a generalist and having kind of skills in different areas. So I think that's good advice for, for a 20 year old, uh, 20 to like 29 year old going through your twenties that you're still trying to figure it out, you know, plan for this long life and see what, see what you're good at, see what you find the most interest in and so forth. Um, and to, to experiment, like with all that, you got to obviously be very mindful of your time, but, um, but yeah, just got to plan execute and uh and just value your days i mean i really value time that's like one of my biggest things you know i don't hang with some people anymore or or do certain things anymore because i know the return is zero and if anything it's going to go negative probably um it's bringing no value to my life so that's all completely x'd out and then i you know i i fulfill those times with things that will hopefully take me you know in a positive direction incredible man um honestly this has been one of my favorite conversations on our show uh you're definitely one of the most genuine the most knowledgeable and greatest guys we've ever met on here um so thank you so much for coming on and you know the big question everyone listening right now they're wondering where can they connect you where can they find you and where can they find out about your projects going on right now yeah definitely well first and foremost thanks for having me guys this is great i appreciate both of you um yeah unleash the knowledge on instagram is the best way to find that line of work because the bio link has every other social media every other place to go to so just go to instagram for unleash the knowledge uh gura is www.gura.io also on social media gura underscore io um but obviously the website's king that's where the content's gonna be uh we're launching april 1st and then um building out my personal accounts a bit, but I, I probably only push you guys towards Twitter. Owen Samarone. Um, if you 
consume enough only to the knowledge content, you'll probably find my tags or my name in, in some places. So you can go through that rabbit hole. I'm definitely not trying to promote myself, but unleash the knowledge and guru are the main two to, to head towards. Incredible. You guys heard it here. So all of those links will be in the description for you guys to check out. But uh, thank you so much, Owen, for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. Wow. Absolutely amazing action-packed hour with Owen Samarone. Um, there's so much we can take from that, just the power of networking and revolutionizing online education, creating that vehicle for opportunity, and so much more about what he does to be successful. Um, we're very, very grateful to have had him on today. Well, look, guys, check him out and his big projects right now because he is truly going to revolutionize the education system, and I'm right there with him so we'll have all of his links uh, in the description for his personal twitter for unleash the knowledge and for gura and then also if you're looking to connect more with us myself and gabe uh main place you can find us is on twitter so we'll have those links in the description as well and if you're someone who's looking to transform your body and take back control of your health your body your fitness then go ahead and message either one of us on twitter the word transformation and we'll help you out if you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and rate it five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. And you have an amazing rest of your day.